Hi, Perry Atkinson here. I just wanted to say thank you for your continued prayers and support of the Dove during this most interesting time. Since we've been permanently banned from YouTube, it's been a challenge. But your prayers and your financial support has sustained us. And by the way, if you still feel led to help us, you can go to thedove.us and right there on the front page of the website, you can support the Dove safely and securely. I just want to say thank you for doing it. By the way, if you're not getting this powerful devotional, we'll send it to you with no obligation. Give us a call or safely and securely go online at thedove.us. And thank you. Thank you for believing in, praying for, and supporting the mission of the Dove. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you could go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at freedomlake.com slash gratefulheartphotography or heroes.app slash pages slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped, every relationship we've cultivated, belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye and dream it. 
You can style in great handmade tie-dye clothing, such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at freedomlake.com slash tie-dyeanddreamin', heroes.app slash pages slash tie-dyeanddreamin', or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye and Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye and Dreamin' today. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Hey, So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. What would you say is the strangest thing you've ever ridden? Well, uh, I've ridden an ostrich, but I'm really looking forward to being strapped to the front of a hydroplane. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. Do you want a positive start to your mornings with the latest news, fun stories, and up-to-date weather? Then tune in to the Dove Morning Show. We've got it all. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome to the Dove Morning Show. I'm Perry along with... Pony with Lund. national and regional news and a community focus... Our show is unique and guaranteed to make your mornings fun and informative. So, what are you waiting for? Join Perry, Steve, and Polina weekday mornings from 6 to 8 for Mornings on the Dove. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. phone, phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the verbal version of the replay. The recap. The game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch. Players and coaches. The man keeps you posted. Whether you're rooting for the home or away. Dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip. We keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. When it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk. This is the big leagues, the ball is in your core. The best place for debate and point of view. After further review, you know what to do. What it is, what it do, what it shall be. What's going on? It's after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the side round pass. You got the mayor in the building, a.k.a. 
left-handed, a.k.a. RM Death. Yeah, check me out, man. The music dropped today. We got a joint called Summertime, man. Check it out, man. It's on all streaming platforms, man. You know what I mean? Just go support your guy, man. Um, ain't nobody getting killed on this record. Ain't nobody shooting nobody on this record. It's all vibes and it's all love. And I think it's something that's needed, man. The name of the joint is called Summertime. And um, check it out, man. And uh, we hope you appreciate it. And get back at me and let me know what you think. Um, Wednesday night, you know what I'm saying? Middle of the week, hump day vibes and all that good stuff. We in the building. It's summertime. For real, for real. Hope you keep yourself cool and all that. Got you a nice, cool beverage. All right, watching some, you know, some some uh, playoff hockey or playoff basketball or some baseball or, you know, whatever you choose to do right now, man. But um, it's a lot of stuff going on. Um, we're going to try to get into it, man. We're going to condense the show tonight, man, because I got a little uh, event to go to um, in regards to my um, – my, my music that's dropped today, man. And it's, it's, it's hot too, man. I wouldn't tell you nothing short. It's hot. You know what I mean? And so make sure you go check that out. Um, I got my man in the building with me that always holds me down. All right. We like to call him the ubiquitous Bob James. He likes to go by PBJ, not peanut butter and jelly. You know what it is. We in the building. Um, listen, I mean, I'm a Yankee fan, right? And um, I, 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 you know, can't even try to defend Garrett Cole, man. You know what I mean? Um, but people are, you know, um, going by this spin rate thing and, 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 and saying that he, you know, putting, you know, cheating the game and all of this type of stuff like this, man. Um, but here's the thing for me, being a Yankees, a Yankee fan, and, you know, I'm, I'm saying that Garrett, you know, Garrett Cole, I'm not saying he's right, I'm not saying he's wrong, but the answers he was given in his interview – was very, very suspect. Very, very suspect. And I'm a Yankee fan. And I'm going to say that, too, because, when you know, when you get your hand caught in a cookie jar, you know, you don't really have nothing to say. You're stuttering. And I think if Garrett Cole was totally innocent or totally, you know, um, above, you know, reproach in this situation, he just gave a straightforward answer, like, look, that got nothing to do with me. No, I don't do that. But when they asked him the question in regards to the, you know, the, the, the substances on his, on, allegedly on his, uh, on his, on his hands and things of that nature, he was kind of was stuttering, you know, and, and I'm not, and I'm not here to try to defend you if you, if you can't defend yourself. So I think that, um, you know, the Yankees got some things to figure out, you know, let alone, let alone from the fact that, you know, they're playing like garbage right now. They won last night against the Minnesota Twins which is a you know, good thing. Hopefully they can keep that thing going. But um, when it comes to the Yankees, man, it's just not respected right now. And, and you know, if you are um, a fan or you rock with me on this show and you, we did the baseball preview, I told you that I wasn't really sure about it. I, wasn't, I didn't have a good feeling about the Yankees this year because I've been watching them the last three years, man. And, you know, Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton and all that, that looks good on paper. John, you know, uh, uh, Gio Urshela, 38 home runs in 2019. That looks good on paper. But now, as all the other teams around you get better, you're stagnated. And I'm not going to blame it on Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone's not out there, you know, swinging and, and missing, not driving runners home, and scoring position with less than two outs, making crazy errors. Aaron Boone is not that. He doesn't do that. You know what I mean? He's just in charge of the team. And a perfect example I'll give you is how the Yankees don't get respect. As I'm watching the game Sunday night, the Yankees against the Boston Red Sox, bottom of the ninth, um, clutch situation, um, 
and a pitch, Gabe Morales was the umpire behind the plate at Yankee Stadium on Sunday night. He called the pitch that had to be three feet outside. He called that pitch a strike. And I'm going to say what I say, because I don't care who like it and who don't like it, okay? The ghost of Eric Gregg, and if you know who Eric Gregg is, I don't got to explain that to you. If you don't know who Eric Gregg is, do your, do your Google research. Because I don't have time to explain nothing to you. The ghost of Eric Gregg resurfaced. That was like one of the worst strike calls I've ever seen in my life. Period. And I've seen a lot of bad ones. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Yankee fan. I'm saying that because it's the truth. These umpires feel like they have autonomy. They can call strikes whenever they, they got to go to the bathroom or they had a bad, you know, um, situation with their wife or girlfriend or whatever. They go, no, no. If you can't call the game fair down the line, down the middle, you don't need to be out there. And I'm not interested in you having a bad day or you had a headache. I'm not interested in that. And I've been saying this for the longest time. If you've been rocking with the show, officials and referees are arbiters of the game. They're supposed to never be wrong. And I'm going to say it again in case you didn't hear me. Officials, referees, judges are supposed are never, ever supposed to be wrong. I don't want to hear about that human factor and all that. I don't want to hear about that. That's your job. You're, you get paid to get calls right. You don't get paid to get calls wrong and apologize for it the next day. You don't get paid to do that. And I think that... um. When you when when you uh do that, man, you take away from the essence of the game. You make the game unwatchable. Okay, so if you're gonna call it, call it down the line. Uh, Boston just tied it up. It's one one game six at the Nassau Coliseum. All right, the New York Islanders and the Boston Bruins second round in the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, game six, the Islanders lead the series three games to two. Yeah, you 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 got to call it down the line, straight and fair. I'm not going to dwell on that. Um, we may have a, a Bob. You in, you in the building? All right. All right. Bob, Bob, Bob. We might have a, we got a call coming in in the next 15 minutes, man. Very special guest, man. Please hold the, please hold the line down for me, man. Please. We got a special guest is getting ready to call into the show in a few minutes, man. All right. So, yeah, man. So these, these referees and these officials got to get it together. And, and, you know, and the players, too. You know what I mean? Again, at the end of the day, um, you know, if the baseballs are t- being tweaked and there's some kind of conspiracy going on, I guess that's how they keep the drama going. You know, but, um, again, I, I just want to say that, you know, if you can't answer a question and be solid and, be, and, and stand on your square, then we don't really even want to be bothered with you because now you're making the whole situation look messed up. You know, we want to be mad at the Houston Astros for cheating. We want to be mad at the Boston Red Sox for cheating. But Garrett Cole can't answer a question. It's either a yes, yes or no question. Yes or no answer. That's it. It's a yes or no. Simple math. So, again, now, man, you know, and, and you really don't want to, you know, get the Yankees involved in none of that nonsense. We're supposed to be above that. But that goes back to where we are and where we stand as a, as a franchise and as a team right now. We can't get out of our own way. Okay, and I'm not going to dwell on it. I just wanted to speak to that a little bit, man, because this is really the only time I get to, you know, talk my ish on my show. You know what I mean? So I'm going to do what I do. Um, is uh, Bob, you in, the, you're, you in the building? 
Yo, so we doing what we do, man. Stafford for the Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. Let me jump into the NBA playoffs right quick, man. Um, what can you say? I think the, the NBA playoffs, man, right now are where they need to be at. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers, even the series with the um, Atlanta Hawks, kind of brought them back to earth a little bit. Uh, Joel Embiid is playing, you know, allegedly injured. But I think that a, help, a healthy Joel Embiid, uh, a, a decent Ben Simmons, uh, and again, Tobias Harris, and, and, and some more contributions from, you know, guys on this screen. Because this team showed, even in game one, which was on Sunday, they were getting blown out the water at home, but they came back. If they had another minute in that game, the Sixers would have won. So I'm not going to, you know, say anything against, the, you know, the Philadelphia 76. They're definitely playing a better series than the Knicks did. Okay? Um, they're going, you know, but the situation is still the same. The Knicks went back down to Atlanta, tied, you know, at a game apiece. The Sixers are going to Atlanta, tied at a game apiece. All right? So I think that um, if you want to keep, you know, Trey Young and all those guys at bay, do what you need to do. Do what you need to do and, and get these guys out of here. No disrespect to uh, uh, um, Trey Young and Atlanta Hawks, what they do. doing. Yeah, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm still a little salty. You know what I mean? We didn't show up. But, again, at the end of the day, if you do show up, this is what happens. You know what I mean? Um, the, 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 the Hawks had all the momentum in game one, and um, Philadelphia kind of snatched it back in game two. The way, that, the way they did it. The way they did it, okay, they were down. Nobody wanted to believe that they could even come back and win. I know a lot of Sixers fans that turned the channel when the Sixers got down by 25. Okay, so, again, at the end of the day, um, Philadelphia stood up for themselves, and they represented very well. So I I'm good with that. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks and the, New and the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, it is what it is. We said, we're seeing the real you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? This series was supposed to be a um, uh, um, a, a, actually a, a showcase for the Milwaukee Bucks. They were supposed to really give the Brooklyn Nets some competition, and I haven't really seen any competition in the, any fight in the Brooklyn in, in the Milwaukee Bucks in the last two games of this series. So I'm thinking that you know even without Harden, and I'm not even going to count James Harden for the simple fact that they didn't start the season with James Harden. They were supposed to go in and win the championship with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. James Harden was an afterthought. Okay? So James Harden just added on. And he's not even playing now. So I guess we're going to see what the Brooklyn Nets are bringing to the table. What they're bringing to the table is some consistent, steady basketball. Firepower. Straight like that. And I think that when you talk about what the Brooklyn Nets are doing to the Milwaukee Bucks, they're punking them. They're punking the Milwaukee Bucks. And, I, I, I mean, I hate to say it like that, but um, they're, they're, they're giving the Milwaukee Bucks what they need to get right now. I think that um, people were saying that, you know, Brooklyn was going to, you know, run into the Milwaukee Bucks and it was going to be a real good series. And, and people were expecting a good series. I mean, uh, late, in the, late in the regular season, Milwaukee beat Brooklyn twice. You know what I mean? So, again, at the end of the day, you know, the Brooklyn Nets don't even need James Harden. They don't need DeAndre, uh, DeAndre, uh, um, DeAndre Jordan. They don't need none of those guys. They're going out there and, and, and beating the Milwaukee Bucks like they stole something. You know, so, again, you know, letting Giannis Antetokounmpo just play himself and expose himself 
as the guy who's really not a number one guy. You know, he just, they just explain themselves and, and just waiting for this thing to get over with. And I think if the Milwaukee Bucks get swept, then I think they're going to have to definitely make some changes. And we said this last year with the Milwaukee Bucks, and they made some changes. All right, they went and got them a point guard. They went and got Drew Holiday. That was supposed to make them more effective on the defensive end. I can't call it. You know, um, when, you, when you play, you know, one-on-one against a team like the Brooklyn Nets, I think that, you know, you, you, you're not concentrating and focusing on what you're supposed to do. Um, they're not, you know, Milwaukee's not being aggressive. You know what I mean? Milwaukee's not moving the ball around. You know, you got Giannis out to the Kupo taking these wild shots that he's not going to make. They're not even they're not even respecting his gangster enough to get in his face when he's taking these jumpers. They're letting him shoot. So I think that when you when when you got it like that, when they lose respect for your game, then that's when the series is is, is kind of lost. I think that game three is going to be a um a, a a period for the Milwaukee Bucks and. Giannis Antetokounmpo, because it's not really about Drew Holiday. It's not about Lopez. It's not about Chris Middleton. It's not even about the coach. It's about Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's supposed to be the superstar dude. He's supposed to be this, this dude that, you know, everybody's got on his pedestal. He's supposed to be up there with the Durants and the Hardens, right? He's supposed to be up there with those guys. He's not. And I don't know why people are scared to really tell, you know, say what it is. And, yeah, I'm going to use the word scared. Because that, that, it, it's showing and proving to you that Giannis, you know, Giannis is, is on that next level, allegedly. Getting ready to drop down to the third level. So I think when you have, you know, when you have a, a, a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, man, who's supposed to be competition, and, and they're getting, you know, beat like, like, they, like they're getting beat by the Brooklyn Nets, man, it's just it's sad. It's sad, man, and, and I hate to see it. You want to see competition. You want to see a team be competitive. Um, again, I don't want to use the excuse for Milwaukee, you know, because Dante DiVincenzo is sideline. He's injured. You know what I mean? James Harden is injured. So that, that, that's really no, um, no big excuse. You know what I mean? And I think that when you talk about things like that, man, you, you're just playing into, you know, other people's hands, man. I, I think that uh, you got to – you know, figure it out and call it what it is for real, for real, man. Um, we're finding out the truth about Chris Porzingis, right? What did I tell you about Chris Porzingis? What did I tell you about Chris Porzingis, man? I didn't want Chris Porzingis when the Knicks drafted him. Soft, seven foot nine, one hundred and fifty pounds. I don't want that. Oh, well, he's going to, you know, he's going to make, you know, clear the floor, make the floor open for, for, for Carmelo and this and that. No, 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 no. No. I was so glad when they traded Chris Porzingis. Get him out of here. Now you start to see what it is. Now Dallas is trying to figure out a way how to get rid of this dude. All right? Because he figured, he went into the situation in Dallas figuring that he was going to be a, a, a quote-unquote co-star with Luka Doncic. First of all, you've got to be on the floor to be a co-star with Luka Doncic. Chris Esposinga stays hurt. He's not a big factor. He's not the factor that he thought he was going to be in his mind. All right? People were just selling him this, 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 this uh, snake oil. 
a bad, you know, ba- a, 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 a bad car. They were selling Chris Haps for Zingas, and he was believing it. So now we're in the reality aspect of it. I had to sit back and watch. And, and all these people make these excuses for this dude. And I think when you talk about the, um, the Los Angeles Clippers, I feel the same way about um, Paul George. I mean, when he, when he, when he got hurt in, in that Olympic situation, everybody felt sorry for him and this and that. But now that's, that's, that's old news. Now you're supposed to show up. Him and Kawhi Leonard. So again, I think that when you when, when you do what you do, I, I knew that they were going to beat Dallas in Game Seven. I knew that somebody had to win a game in, uh, on their home floor. Somebody had to win a game on their home floor in the series. And you got all of these superstar guys who like to put themselves in that you know Jordan, you know uh, 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 Dirk Nowitzki. They want to you know put themselves in that pantheon. Kobe Bryant's. They want to put themselves in that pantheon, but they don't want to do what it takes to be acknowledged as such. And then you got these, you know, these people that support them will tell you anything to get you to believe that they're supposed to be in that same pantheon as, the, as people like the late Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. You know what I mean? Or Shaq or Tim Duncan. These dudes is garbage. They just put up a lot of numbers, make a lot of commercials, and, and, and put a pair of sneakers out every week. You're supposed to respect that. That's supposed to be Hall of Fame word. You serious? So I think a lot of these dudes need to step their game up, man. You know? It's um, like it's just the business. Per- They're there for business only. You know? right, it's right, not right, about right, 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 the championships. You know, I mean, right. you, know, so, you know, Colin Cowherd, I'm not the biggest fan of his, but he said something back two years ago. When Kevin Durant was looking to uh, looking to uh, go somewhere else, or possibly stay there in Golden State, he said the one thing: he should not be going for business and looking for money. He should be looking for championships, and that's the thing a lot of people don't understand. They need to go for the championships. You know, look, right, look right, to win right. titles. I agree. Business. Will come later. LeBron James. We were talking about this off the air. You know, he's he's more about he's more about business. He's he's not looking at the championships. He's looking at Space Jam. Right, 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 right. And 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 you know, not to feel like you know we harp on LeBron. I mean, but all of this is deserved. You know, because I've never saw you know Jordan or you know uh, the guys that we respect and revere the game leave the game with five minutes left because they're about to, you know, they're losing. They just walk off the floor. They just leave. They leave their teammates out there. They're supposed to be team players. You're supposed to be the leader. How does that work? How are people supposed to respect you and, and, and acknowledge you as one of the greats of the game when it doesn't go your way? You leave. You break out. And, and, and again, nobody wants to talk about that. What kind of leadership is that? I don't want to hear all that nonsense about he's the great. Nobody disrespects his game. It's the other stuff. And I'm getting tired of saying it. It's the other stuff. Okay. So again, at the end of the day, man, you know, it's, it's business, Bob. And I hate to, and you're right, my dude. Absolutely right. And, but I hate to talk about it in that aspect, man. Cause again, the name of the game is the win. Okay. And, and, and if you don't win, you don't get respected. But now, like you said, the name of the game is if I got a $100 million contract, I won. 
I don't have to win. I don't have to ever win a championship. I ain't had to ever go to the finals. I don't have to ever, you know, be, basically, I don't even have to make the playoffs because I signed a $100 million contract. I'm the man. You can't tell me nothing. Word. For real. Yeah, That's case in point. If I were Chris Depp Porzingis' shoes, I would want the championships. I'd be busting my ass for the championships because I know I'm going to make $100 million in endorsements because, because you know, and I, I don't like to bring in, the, I don't know, you know, I'm, we're not race baiters here, but he, he would be the new great white hope. You know, he would be, he would get a lot of money just on being a white guy. Just like Tommy Moore, just like Tommy Morrison used to get big checks in boxing for Pete's sakes. I mean, you know, if I were in Chris Depp's position, I would want to be at my best as a player with the right team, right team behind me, winning those championships. Because you know you're going to get, I know I'm going to get $100 million in endorsements. You know, right. give, yeah, give me $15 million uh, for, for a year for basketball. You know I mean? You know, just give me, give me that. I don't need to make $100 million. The agony, I'm going to make $15 million. That's so, such agony. Oh, my God. You know, right. talking about I'm the broke. agony of defeats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. right. I'm broke. I, I, you know, I, I got to get, you know, I need, I need help from the government. I'm only making $15 million. You know what I mean? But like you said, you know, $15 million. And you win in, you know, two or three rings in a four-year period, you're going to be in everybody's, you know, on everybody's TV set, on everybody's commercial, on everybody's endorsements, and all that's going to pile up. So at the end of the day, you're going to walk away with, you know, you're going to walk away with a lot. You know what I mean? Hundred million dollars. Who knows what you're going to walk away with? You know what I mean? It sets you up for the for the remainder of your career. It sets you up. And then with these hundred million dollar contracts, how does that factor into the rest of the team? If we're paying one person $100 million and, and the salary cap is $150 million, it's enough said, yeah, right? Yeah, and you got 12, 13 other players to think about. Absolutely. 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 And, and the way it's going now, you know, everybody wants to, you know, team up with each other, and then that starts to get tired. Because, like you said, we're looking at the Dallas Mavericks situation. They were supposed to have that, you know, that, that situation where you got Luca, you got Chris Porzingis, you got uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., and, and, and that's your three right there. You could, you, could, you could begin to, you know, build a team that could compete with the Denvers, the Utahs, right? We're not even talking about, you know, the Lakers or the Phoenix Suns. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about you to be able to compete consistently, these guys are 21 to 22 years old. They got wild long to play in the NBA. They got a long career to look ahead of, you know, to look forward to. We do have they a caller here. Right now. Huh? We do have a caller with us here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our, that's our guest right there. Oh, my goodness. Let's get it. Hey, this is Gary Bembry. How you doing? Salute, salute, salute. Um, Mr. Bembry, how are you, sir? I'm good, Christopher. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm maintaining, man. Um, I appreciate you calling, man. So, Anna, I, I know you, and your time is limited, so I'm going I'm to I'm I'm get to the point real quick. Let, me, let everybody know who you are and where you're where you from real quick. I'm Jerry Bembry. I'm a senior writer with ESPN's The Undefeated, and I'm uh, from Brooklyn, New York. PK in the house all day. Let's get it. Um, New York. We were, just talking, we were just talking right now in regards to um, the situation with, as far as the NBA playoffs is concerned. Um, where where are you at in regards to 
what the what, what the Lakers, you know, we know their past tense right now, what, what they should have or could have done in regards to what, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis being hurt. Was that really a big factor or, they could, or could they have done a little bit more even with Anthony Davis being out? I think it was going to be a struggle. I think if they both played, they would have still had a struggle. I don't think they would have won at all. Right. I think that, that team was just worn out from that long season. You know, they ended in, what, uh, post December or whatever, whenever the NBA Finals were, it was a long season. And I, I think those guys just never really, really, really recovered. And you got to look at LeBron's age. You got to look at Anthony Davis's body always breaking down. And mm-hmm. uh, I just think the uh, the other components on that Laker team um, probably weren't as as good as last year. So, uh, you know, I think it's a different squad. I think it was going to be a struggle for them uh, anyway, even if they had survived that first-round series. Um. To to fast forward it a little bit, what's your idea or your thoughts, Nick? I have a couple of uh, ideas and thoughts in regards to LeBron changing his number. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I just, man, these guys change. I'm I'm like big, big deal. I mean, to me, it's 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 almost like a move to just stay in the news. And you know, if if you're gonna do that, why not do it next year? Let's Um, go. Why do it now? Um, Right. And I guess maybe he wants to make more on uniform sales. You know, I guess he gets a percentage of that. I don't know. But I just think it's an odd time to really say that. And I really, I don't, I don't really care what number right. you wear. Just right. play. Just play. Right. So. I mean, I, I think that, you know, you take, he takes his cues from, again, he's always got to be relevant. And I'm not, you know, and again, I don't want to come down on the dude because, you know, again, whatever I say that's dismissive of LeBron, it's never regarding his basketball skills. Never. It's always the other stuff. The leaving, you know, the leaving the team, you know, walking away from the game with five minutes left, you know, when you're about to lose, to walk it off the floor when you're losing in the finals, like that is not really conducive to, you know, real leadership qualities to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just some questionable stuff. I don't know about to walk up the court uh, with time left on the clock. So, uh, but I think you're right. I think Le- LeBron James is probably the best athlete I've ever seen in, in basketball. I mean, from a physical standpoint, I don't think anybody's really matched him at all. Um, but, you know, what makes you a complete player are the intangibles. And, uh, right, right. And, and, he right. Might, and he might lack some of those that other great players had. So, you know, like Michael Jordan was never going to bounce from team to team to team to chase a, 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 a championship. Yeah. Um, you know, Kobe, Kobe wasn't going to do that. So uh, I, I think there is you know, something to respect in that and just kind of maintain on, you know, and, and Michael did go back to Washington, but that was well past, past his prime. He wasn't chasing a ring. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to Chicago. So, yeah, I think the intangibles make, you know, make up the greatness of a person. And, uh, you know, LeBron has been chasing titles and, you know, and I guess he's, he's going to chase a few more, but I do have the ultimate respect for him because he's at his age and what he's doing is just unbelievable. Right, that's true. I mean, that you know, you have to factor that into it as well. Because when I talk about it, it's like, well, yeah, he has been in the league eighteen years, so that has, you know what I mean. When he's catching you know, these these youngsters, they're like, well, how come you know it seems like he's breaking down? Well, you have a factor that he's been in the league eighteen years. You know what I mean? He's he's basically played. He's basically played like you know, if you want to really call it for what it is, you know, those ten, you know, those ten years that he was in the finals, he played year round because some of those years he was doing an Olympic thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that, you know, the wear and tear, it adds up and it's starting to catch up to him a little bit now. At, you know, and again, you know, that has to factor in. But they're looking for the next 
guy that's going to be the one that, you know, is going to be the guy. Okay, we went from, you know, the Bird Magics to the Dr. J's, and, and then, you know, we got the, you know, the Jordans, and, and now the LeBron. So who's going to be that next guy that you can't say anything bad about? Everybody wants to give them, you know, to put the mantle on them. Who is that next guy? Is, or is there even a next guy at this point? I, I don't think there's a next guy right now. I think there's some talented dudes out there, but, you know, I, I'm looking at, to me, the best player in the NBA today is Kevin Durant. I think that, you know, the fact that he's seven feet, he's a, you know, a really good three-point shooter. He's got a mid-range game. I mean, his mid-range game is unbelievable, and that's, that, that's what sets him apart in a day and age where everybody's trying to go around a three-point line and mm-hmm. shoot three. And, mm-hmm. and Kevin Durant can just kind of step in and, and hit you from 15 feet and just destroy you. And he's a great defensive player, too, so – I don't know if there's a next guy in terms of the greatness, but I think Durant is the best player. Now, if I'm going to build a team right now around one guy, right. I would take Luca because Luca is, what, 22 years old? And mm-hmm. the he's able to do at that age, uh, that's the guy currently I would build a team around because he's got, you know, he's got, what, 12, 14 years ahead of him, and he's going to be a, a great player in the NBA. Absolutely. Um, and and, and when, you, when you bring up Luca, we were just talking before you came on the air, about Chris Porzingis. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm smiling. My, my, my teeth are white, and, and they're really, really, you know, brightened right now. Because again, I didn't want Luca. I mean, excuse me, I didn't want Chris Porzingis when the Knicks drafted him. We did a draft show that night. I was going crazy when they drafted that dude. I didn't, I didn't yeah. see it. You know what I mean? I, I did not see it at all. Everybody was like, "Well, he's going to be with Carmelo," and they're going to. Uh, and I was like, "No, no, no." So now we fast forward to 2021, and I'm hearing that the Dallas Mavericks. You know, uh, uh, you know, trying to see if they can get something for this guy because he feels like he wants to be the co-star with Luca. You can't be a co-star with Luca if you're not on the floor. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, and you know, it's when you play with a guy like Luca, who's who's a great passer. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that should be all the pressure off of you. Absolutely, you should be free, free enough to just dominate. And the fact that Porzingis hasn't been able to do that. It, it, it's kind of mind-boggling, but I think the problem is that, you know, again, he's a 7'3 guy that wants to drift around the perimeter instead of going inside and just, you know, maybe post some guys up and shoot over the top of them. He's a talented dude, but yeah. um, he's, he's just never really, you know, guys have talent, but they never really learn the game, and he yeah. has never really been yeah. tough enough. He's never really learned, you know, low post move, and yeah. that's the problem. I mean, you know, Dallas want to get rid of him, but you know, he gets what thirty-one million next year, thirty-three million the year after yeah, that. Yeah. He has a player option for thirty-six million. So right. he's gonna be hard to move, and uh, I don't know how many people really want that salary. Uh, right, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough for Dallas. Right, and, and and to to add on, we told you, you know, we talked about it just now, like five minutes ago. The I word, the intangibles. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, right. those, those things are those things are important, man. Once these young players start realizing that you know, you know what you do, you know, outside of the basketball thing is going to factor in what you do on the basketball floor. I mean, again, when you talk about a guy like you know a Donovan Mitchell, for, you know, for example, um, you know, a guy like a Devin Booker. These guys are young and they're ready to dominate and do what they do. But I think they're really dedicated to their craft and they want to get better and be better. I'm watching. Yeah. I'm watching the last night. I'm watching Utah. And, and the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers were beating about like 25 points. And I'm like, we yeah. know basketball's a game. We know basketball's a game of runs. 
But you know what? They, they they stayed with themselves. They did what they had to do. And I think at the you know at the end of the game, the Clippers got discombobulated because how do you end up with Mark with, with Marcus Morris with the with the last shot when you got Kawhi right there you know on the, on the, on the perimeter? And I guess that you know the Jazz just played within themselves. You know what I mean? And I like a kid like Donovan Mitchell. I, I you know. And when you talk about these young guys, man, they've got to work on it. Like you said, the intangibles. The wanting to be the next person. Everybody wants to you know, fall back on that uh, Mamba mentality. I want to be like Kobe, rest in peace. But no, because Kobe will look at you and say, well, nah, that's not it. You know what I mean? And, and, and a lot of these kids getting their feelings, man. And I think that, again, at the end of the day, um, you know, the ones who end up with the titles and the rings, you know, outside of LeBron are the ones who really deserve it, man. Um, yeah. I appreciate you, man. I know I got you for a few minutes, man. I appreciate you so much, man. Uh, I wanted to get you. Are you a Yankee fan by, by chance? I, I am a Yankee fan. Yeah, I don't follow as as I used to, but I am a Yankee fan, a lifetime Yankee fan. What do you think about this, sir? What do you think about uh, my opinion? I'm a, I've been a Yankee fan since 1976, okay? Um, right now, I feel like we're in, a, we're in a situation kind of sort of where we don't even get respect anymore. Okay, I kind of feel like we're in the twilight zone between uh, 1978 and 1996. I mean, we did get a World Series in 81. We lost to the Dodgers. But we were garbage in between that time. I'm watching the game Sunday night, ninth inning, all right? And, 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 and Gabe Morales calls a uh, – uh, I don't know who it was up. I think it was Geo. A pitch that had to be two or three feet outside. Uh, and so, like, we're in such a – nobody respects us. Nobody, you know, cares about the Yankees. It's, it's, it's a little bit of our own doing. But when you, when you start getting calls like that to go against you, nobody, nobody cares about you. Nobody is even respecting you. So I think that when you talk about that, man, the Yankees are supposed to be a, not a dominant team. We don't dominate every year. We got to be, you know, by the Florida Marlins in the World Series. Knock it off. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think when you talk about that, man – for me, for, and this is just for me, Mr. Bembry, um, it's, it comes down to Stanton. It comes down to Judge because the pitching is pretty decent. Yeah. Okay. You know, Gio Rochelle is not going to hit 38 home runs again in his life. Okay. Yeah. You know, Brett Gardner, are we just keeping him around as, as, as basically a, a, a souvenir of, of days <laughs> gone by. <Yeah. laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just keep, we're keeping it a thousand over here. I mean, yeah, I, with the, with the, go ahead, go ahead. You know, we're, we're, we're in a situation, I mean, they haven't won a World Series since 2009. And, I mean, that's, right. that's, a, that's a huge drought for the Yankees. Yes, man. In the 70s, man. Listen, I, I, I was a Yankee fan back in the early 70s, and I was at Yankee Stadium sitting in the $1.50 Bleacher Street seats when, okay. uh, when, Horace, when Horace Clark was playing second base and Bobby Mercer was at first base and Roy White was in outfield. And there right. were some tough times then back in the day. And then, right. you, know, you, you know, Reggie came in and gave them life and, and, and rejuvenated that, that, that franchise. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, yeah, we're, we're going through a, a lean period right now. I hope they can get it together because I, I live in the DMV, and these folks down here, you know, they're a diehard Oriole or National fans, and they hate the Yankees. So, you know, oh, I, yeah. I can't throw too much shade at them right now because the Yankees are struggling, but hopefully they can get their – themselves together and be competitive this year. Uh, I watched the interview with Garrett Cole. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that was <laughs> I watched the interview with Garrett Cole, and I was telling, I was telling my wife, I said, "Yo, 
it, it, the way he was answering the questions is like he got his hand elbow deep in the cookie jar and the light come on. <laughs> and the lights get on. It is like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what happened was. That was really telling. I mean, yes. you got to figure, once that story broke about the substances that are being used, that every pitcher would have known that the questions were going to come. And um, the fact that he just kind of delayed the answer and didn't really yeah. answer a, a strange, strange response. And, right. um, I mean, yeah, it, it seems like all of baseball, all the pitchers are guilty. And, um, and you know, they – I, I guess they have to clean it up, man. If, if it's that if it's that deep where everybody's using something, then yeah, some something's got to change. It really does. I I listened to um, one of my um, guys that I really respect, um, Christopher Russo, Mad Dog. That's my guy, and and I think he said something to he said something that was telling. He was like, okay, you know, I, I get it. You know, where you know if a pitcher is being you know, a little bit too successful, you know, you think he's doing something to to cheat the game. Well, nobody says nothing to anybody about these guys using bat gloves. If you really want to get technical about it, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody, nobody says nothing to these guys about using bat gloves and, and and all of this mess. But I, I, I feel like you know that, like you said, that answer or lack thereof that Gary Cole t- said was te- or he didn't say it was yeah. telling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I, I. <laughs> oh, like, oh, you're killing me right now. Um, yeah. Is it a situation where we need to change, you know, change managers? I think is is, is Aaron Boone getting a little too much blame for this situation? In your opinion? I don't. I don't think he really. Des- I don't think he really deserved the blame. Um, you know, in, in, in terms of doctoring the baseball, because everybody's doing it. So. You got to blame if you're speaking about that. You got to blame every manager in baseball because they they know what's going on. They're allowing that stuff. So I, I don't think the the managers get blamed in a situation. I think the league of baseball just has to police themselves. You know, in the steroids era, everybody knew every, all the players were juiced back then. But you know, until the reporters saw that bottle in McGuire's locker, McGuire's locker, right, right. Yeah, nobody said anything about it. So we, you know, we all knew that all the players, most of players with juice back then, and it, and it took that to really change it. So, um, you know, if, if, if baseball really wants to cut down on this, they will. I, I think that story that ran exposes a, a, a huge problem. And, you know, the bottom line is that offense sells. Regardless of the sport you have, you want to see runs and home runs, and the pitchers are becoming that dominant where they can docker the ball and have this spin rate that makes it unhittable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we we got to change it back to you know make it a hitter's league again, and you got to cut down on that stuff. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that when you talk about you know stuff that like you said was trivial, you know what I mean. Um, you have you know the the, the pine tar, um, the the uh, you know use that's on the bats. So how do we know that the pitchers don't you know or the catchers for 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 ball? That's all we know. The catchers, you know, they they handle that stuff, and it, 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 this could be you know coincidence, but it can't be a coincidence if all the teams in the league are doing it and all the teams in the league know about it. Like you said, one day you you know they got the the uh, the, the pills or whatever it was in Mark McGuire's locker, it was legal. The next day yeah. it was illegal, and then everybody act like he robbed banks or something. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. I, I, yeah. everybody just looked the other way when it was going on back then. And uh, 
and everybody looked the other way with this pitching stuff right now too. So it's time for, you know, the the people to please, you know, the league. And, uh, you know, everybody's going to try to game the system. We saw it with the Houston baseball team a few years ago when they're stealing signs and, right. you know, it's just going to happen. People are going to try to get the competitive edge and, you know, we're in a situation where everybody's doing it. So, yeah, they got to right. do something. Yeah, man. So, again, man, Islanders just scored. It's 2-1. to one. They lead Boston now, second period. Um, yeah, man. So, again, I, I appreciate you for taking time out, man. I, I want to hold you. I just want to get some of your thoughts on some things like that. What are you looking forward to in this um, extra football season that we have, this extra stretched-out football season now from 16 games to 17 games? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, you know, I, it's, it's, the league wants to, to make money, so they want the extra games. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> I, you worry about the player health. But I'm sure there are a lot of concerns, and that's the most grueling sport. And you know, uh, football is a kind of sport that tends to forget about the guys when they get hurt and injured. Right. Um, so you know, you, you wonder about the wear and tear in these guys' body. But um, you know, there's some financial incentives for these guys, and they get further protections when they retire and mm-hmm. if they get injured. Then I'm all for it. You know, as long as they get something out of this. Absolutely. Um, Mr. Beverly, man, always, man, always. It's, oh, I, I learned something. And again, I'm trying to get linked up with the undefeated. So if there's any kind of way, you know what I mean, uh-huh. you can make that happen for me. Because I, 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 I rock with y'all, man. I think that um, a lot of other people should rock with y'all too, man. So um, any you know, shout-outs you want to give or anything you want to say before we, before we wrap this up? Hey, I just say hey, thanks for having me on, and I'm looking forward to seeing the, the, the basketball game tonight, man. I just you know, want to see some good playoff games, so. I'm looking forward to that game at 9 o'clock tonight. Absolutely, man. Thank you, man. And don't be a stranger. You got the mask. Don't be a stranger. BK all day. Absolutely. BK all day. Let's get it. Salute. (laughs) Thank you. You too now. All right. (laughs) Yeah, that's how we do it over here, man. You know, you never know who's going to check in, man, and uh, make it do what it do, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. We are in the building. It's Wednesday night, pump day. Um, my music came out. I'm in a good mood. The name of the record is called Summertime. Make sure you check that out. Um, nobody's getting killed. Nobody's getting shot. It's just feel-good music, man. And your boy got bars. So understand that, man. So, again, I represent um, Active VR Network. All right? I represent. Okay, as we are trying to get him back up here, we hope to have him back up here in one moment. As we do work on it here, uh, and we don't know what happened here that we lost him. So we are working, like I said. Yeah. And here we are. We do have him up here now, and uh, welcome back. Welcome back to your right. show. Right, 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 right. I got, I got locked out for a second, but I'm back in the building. Um, salute once again to um, Jerry Bembry, man, ESPN, um, the undefeated. Make sure you check them out, man. He's a great guy. Um, definitely BK in the building all day. That's Brooklyn for y'all who don't know. Um, and, again, man, we talk about this, man. We talk about it like we talk about it. No airs given, none, none, none of that nonsense, man. And, again, I represent Action VR Network. We are in the building. I represent the TOP crew. My name and my crew is called the Odd Partners. I represent No Knockoffs Radio. We are in the building every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night um, from 8 to 10 p.m. All right, so that's basically that. I'm going to give my little three-minute rant, man, and I'm going to get ready for doing what I do because I got a lot of stuff going on tonight, man. Um, three-minute rant. Listen, man, Floyd Mayweather, 
right? Did it again. And, and I, I'm not mad. And all the people who, you know, feel like, you know, they spent, you know, their money, their hard-earned money, you did that because you wanted to do it. Okay? You wanted to see a car crash. And I'm not mad at you for that. But sometimes it takes a little bit of common sense before you jump out the window. All right? You shouldn't realize this wasn't a, you know, a, a, a quote-unquote real fight. Okay? There was no way in hell that they would let somebody – 30 pounds heavier, you know, uh, 30 pounds of discrepancy between two fighters and let that fight go on. No way. Um, did Logan Paul represent himself? No. He just was out to make money. They was tapping each other. So everybody who feels mad like they got played or they got jerked, yes, you did. You jerked yourself. You the big Willie spenders. You got all the money. You got all the cash. So fifty nine ninety nine or whatever you paid for that monstrosity should have been nothing to you. It should have been nothing. You know what I mean? So, again, at the end of the day, man, it just goes to show, man, that, you know, if you got enough, you know, uh, uh, cachet with the people, with the general public, you could tell them anything, and they'll pay for it. You could tell them anything, all right? Um, again, you know, somebody tried to bring up, you know, when Ali fought um, Antonio and uh, Aoki, okay, in the exhibition fight. Okay, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But they were two heavyweights. You know, so I think that, you know, this was more of a clown show, a spectacle, something to do when you're bored. And like Floyd even said it himself, anytime you feel like doing a legalized bank robbery, oh, I'm going to go fight this guy. I'm going to fight this guy. And all the, 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 the brainwashed followers, okay, who feel like they, ha they have to be seen at this event or their, their status is going to go down, or they can't go back on social media because they wasn't at the point they were the fight. This wasn't a fight. This was some, excuse me, actually be on network and the kids, cover the kids' ears right now. This is some monkey shit, straight like that. And I feel like, you know, he got what he wanted, and if you didn't get what you want, that's your fault. We tried to tell you from the door that this is going to be some nonsense. Oh, nah, Floyd is going to do this. Floyd, Floyd didn't do nothing, but got a, a glorified sparring session. Which, and it wasn't even that. Okay? So, again, at the end of the day, for all you young aspiring YouTubers out there, learn how to fight. And you can go in there and make $10 million. And I'm going to leave it at that. And that's a three-minute rant. Um, we out of here, man. Shout out to my man. The ubiquitous Bob James, a.k.a. Pretty Bob James, a.k.a. PBJ, a.k.a. A-B-R-N, dude, in full effect. Shout out to the whole crew, man. Um, Chuck Skull, Mike Summers, Sonny Cruz, I, everybody, man. Um, I hope y'all enjoy your evening, enjoy your summer, man. We coming at y'all live and direct. Um, I'm feeling like we're going to be doing a football show. All right, for this football season, man, either Friday or Saturday, I got to talk to the big homie Bob about that. That would probably be about, for about like an hour on um, Saturday afternoon. You know what I mean? We'll preview some college games and talk about, you know, what's going to happen in the NFL or whatever. I'm with that. So um, enjoy your evening. Playoff basketball, like Jerry Bembry says. Shout out to Jerry Bembry, ESPN. And um, we'll get at y'all next week, man. Absolutely, definitely. All right, this is the mayor, left-handed, um, Chrissy O. Um, 
however you want to slice it, man. I'm in the building. That that record, Summertime, is on all streaming platforms. Make sure you go check that out, all right? Holler at me, man. I'll holler at you later. I'm out. Peace.